Welcome back to Life's Lemonade. This is Yesenia. And Kiara. And we figured today, since we have quite a bit of new listeners, we're going to do just a little bit of a recap on who we are, why we're here, and how this started. Right? To know us again, if you don't. Well, Get, yeah. If, <laughs> yes. <laughs> again and again. newly, if you're new here. And welcome. Welcome this to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. Come in with a fun fact. Everyone's going to share a fun fact about yourself. And I was like, I can't go to the meeting. I don't have a fun fact. I could mean? not think of a fun fact about me. Shut up. So I skipped it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I couldn't think of anything that was fun. Well, I mean, what were other people's fun facts? I don't know. I didn't go. <laughs> Kiara. Really? Yeah. But her description was like something cool about yourself, something people don't really know, something, an experience that you had. And I was like, I have nothing. That's not true. I couldn't think of anything, so I just skipped the meeting. You went to college for a year and said, fuck it. <laughs> that's that's a fun that fact. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is Okay, let's, we just said three minutes of bullshit. Start over. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, this is Yesenia. I am, well, let's see, where do I start? Do we need to start childhood? Like, I am the third of four children. That will tell you a lot. Yeah, we're going to start with our traumas. We're just going to go right in. Um, I'm the third of four kids. I have two brothers and a sister. My parents are living back in Mexico, which is very weird interesting weird and um i was married right out of high school i had my oldest when i was 19 so she's 16 now i was married for a couple of years that didn't work uh, i was single mom for a few more years and then i met my hubby will uh, he's a mental health nurse and um together we have two more daughters uh malaya is nine and Genevieve is almost three. So we have a whole lot of estrogen happening in this house. Yeah. It's a lot. So much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a hairstylist. So three days a week, I'm fully out of the house for long days. And then the other four days, I'm fully a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Two (laughs) full-time jobs. I have two full-time jobs. Let's see. I grew up in uh, Orange County most of my life from birth. Until recently, we relocated to Marietta, California, and it's it was a big adjustment, but um, it's been a really good move. I feel like at the time we moved, we were going through a lot of family difficulties, and it was like the final step for me, kind of being able to remove myself from some family shit that was you know, just like, it's like about time and just that little bit of distance made it more doable. And it kind of taught me like, Hey, this little family, my three kids and my husband, this is really all that I need to focus on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it was a really good reset for me mentally. Um, moving here was very anxiety producing because I didn't know anybody, I think for the first time in my life. So it was like, what do I do? What's my routine like? I'm super structured and routine. And I felt like I was just kind of in a, in a whirlwind. And I think that's when like, we really crossed paths. And now you can tell people about you. About me. Yeah. Okay. I am Kiara. I grew up in Hawaii. I have two sisters 
and two brothers. My husband and I met when I was, we were 22 and got married when we were 20. No, we met when we were 19. Oh my gosh, that's wild. And we got married when we were 22. We had our first child at 23. So at 22, right after we got married, we moved away. He's in the Navy. So we've lived all over the country. How many different places? Five, I think. We moved to Maryland and then to California and then to North Carolina, Illinois, and now we're back in California. That's that's crazy. Yeah, we've moved, like, houses, like, 17 times in the last 11, 13 years. I can't even imagine. I don't think I've moved that many times in my life, it's let alone crazy. in what period of time? 13 years. Yeah, that's, yeah, 17 times. That's a lot. Yeah. So we have a daughter who, Aliana, she's nine, and then we have a son who's six, Aiden. I'm a real estate agent. I work in San Diego, North San Diego County and Riverside County, and that's all, that's all I have. <laughs> There's a lot more. There's a lot more that's in there. I think this is really, this is really interesting, though, doing a reintroduction, right? Because what do you want people to know about you? I'm a dedicated Peloton rider. Yes, you are. Except not in the last month. <laughs> That's okay. It's, 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 it's been it's a month. Blurb. It's a blurb of a time, yeah. but you are a dedicated Peloton writer. Yeah, we have, I think, like, you know, we each have our, how do you make, like, a synopsis of your entire life? Like, I know. To where you're, everybody will kind of understand who you are, where you're coming from. And the only way to really know is to, like, continue to listen. Put all the pieces together. Yeah. We are a thousand-piece puzzle. Oh, I don't know. I think we're more than that. It's, like, one of those that I always want to give up on (laughs) because the pieces are too small. They all look the same. They're too small. and like, 300 of the same color piece. Exactly. Like, forget that. I don't have time for that. (laughs) That's true. Welcome to the million million puzzle piece here. Yeah, there are so many little things, but in, like, such a – large amount of time throughout your life those things seem smaller and smaller I feel like but they do really like make up who you are absolutely yeah and so here we are like we we met because our daughters um we moved in November when did you move in May so like six months okay within six months of each other you moved here first yeah and yeah our daughters found each other on the street they did (laughs) And became best friends. They did very, very quickly. And so we were kind of forced to like say hi and acknowledge each other because I still was in a funky place. I was like, I I want to make friends, but I don't want to make friends, you know, like seems like a lot of work. It, it, it it is. Yeah. It's easy with you. A lot of work. It's easy with you. But before that, I'm like, how do adult women make friends in new areas? I think it's very hard. Especially when you don't want to be a part of like the PTA or PTC, whatever the heck it's called. Neither do I. I have no, I never, I actually, I don't say never because I did do it one time when my oldest was in kindergarten. And I think from then on, yeah, (laughs) lesson learned. And you know what's crazy is that. It was actually not a bad experience, but it was just so political. Yeah. Yes. And I just don't, I don't have the time for that. I don't have the mental energy. I have enough drama with my three kids at home that, and my family, like that I really don't need it from moms that have too much time on their hands. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so I just, um, so I wanted to make a friend and I think the first time we actually talked, we were at the pool 
No, we were out here in the field. Yeah, but that was the first time we met. But I think the first time that we really, really had talked, a conversation oh, yeah, that was, yeah. was at the pool. And we just got straight into the trauma of, sure like, of our birth Postpartum stories. Postpartum depression yeah. and anxiety. And- yeah, but that, I think that was a really good segue because I think, like, that was when I was able to see, like, hey, there's somebody here that is also struggling in some way. And here I am. I'm totally at, like, I was almost at, like, one of the lowest points, I think. Yeah. that I can remember in my adult life. And so it was just a recipe for, um, I don't know, you can call it serendipity, I think. It was meant to happen. And um, yeah, it's funny because I like walked away from that conversation like, oh, God, she thinks I'm a hot mess. But I think the I did think you mutual. were a hot mess, but it was a mutual. <laughs> you were like, me too. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. And And I just think that it was great that we got to – now be a safe place because I think pretty quickly we started to have some pretty heavy conversations. And I finally said to you, like, I remember we were sitting in my living room and I was like, why don't we just record our conversations? Because we talk about some very relatable, very, especially with parenting, mental health and, you know, all the having siblings and family drama. And like, it just seemed like there were so many things that we could actually show each relate and show each other some differences of like how you can handle things differently. And so it was like, Hey, let's just start recording this. So this is where we, yeah, we would never, I feel like we never would sit down and have a conversation like, hi, how are you? You know, just like, it was never like, like, how's the weather? (laughs) Yeah. Like I still have so many friends or like mom friends that I see at school and like, we'll have like a 10 minute conversation, but it's just very like, superficial yeah and not in like a bad or a fake way but it's just like it's hard to just like go that deep and I know but we what, just always but do that's what's <laughs> weird is like what made us feel like we could just go in for just it. related to a lot yeah of what we were going through I was like I see you yeah yeah so I think I mean so that's when we started like brainstorming hey what are we gonna call this thing and we had a couple of if you go back to our first and second and third episodes it's a disaster and I really like now I have to say this many episodes and it's been very interesting just to figure out like a flow of a conversation I feel like I mean we still go all over the place (laughs) but now I feel like we actually have we're just more comfortable speaking and yeah. I think it shows if you guys want to go back to the first few episodes, <laughs> Good luck. go for it, have fun. <laughs> and I mean, at first what we went through closeted conversations oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and then we figured, okay, maybe that's not the right word or name for our podcast. And then what was the other one? I think we came to life seminar after pretty. That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pool set. I was at the pool and I was like literally eating fruit and I yeah. was standing there and I was like, Lemon, I was like, what about lemon, lemonade? Like, and I'm like, life's lemonade. Came to it. <laughs> Unfiltered because you get what you get here, man. And the mess. The real, real. The real, real. <laughs> and um, it's not always pretty. And some, some episodes are harder to hear, I think, just because, you know, I, at least for me, I feel like I'm sharing pretty raw in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, and... You are too. I mean, it's like there are some real struggles in life. And this space has just been really amazing for me to to have like an outlet where I can talk with someone and just know that people are listening and may maybe relate. And I know I have we have some followers of people that I've known from the past, like, 
you know, maybe other moms from other schools and things that have reached out and they appreciate hearing some of the stuff they didn't know. Yeah. And they, you know, they say like, if I had known that you were going through that and I was too, we could have bonded, you know, and it's just so interesting. It just goes to show you that you never know what people are going through. Well, and we just, I feel like we just had that conversation with someone about like, Instagram versus reality. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, oh, but you seemed fine. Like right. you seem like you're living your best life. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but that's not the real. Right. That's. And so I think it's and curated like, in the beginning when we started this and we talked about it, we were like, there are so many platforms out there that you can curate your life to seem a certain way. And we wanted this to be a place where it was like, no, you get what you get. You're going to hear the good, the bad, the everything. Yeah. And like, there is no like. We don't have a script. We barely yeah. ever take notes, notes before we start. Like right. we just dive in and what comes out comes out. And yeah. obviously there are some situations we've been through that we take a step back for a moment before yeah. we bring it to the table. Yes. Which is fine. But we're never like when we do finally talk about it, we're never faking right. the funk. Absolutely. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes we just need a minute. <laughs> to regroup. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think. But that's the beautiful part of it. I think that's how life should be. I think in this space where we are in life, there should be grace shown for being able to acknowledge that, you know, breaks are good, but conversation needs to happen, you know, and just boundary setting. And I mean, there's so much involved in just doing relationships as adults that I can see why too, like so many relationships don't make it because people aren't willing to show up. You know, and share and share. And I think that's what it is, is that we all get so stuck in our own little worlds and bubbles that we forget to think, what about the person on the other side? You know, so just and we always say, like, what is your trauma? Like that is I feel like that's our tagline. Like, I think so, because if you're not sharing the life things, then you're just kind of floating by. Well, yeah. And what are you gaining from that? I mean, just in reality, like even in marriage, right, it's so crazy to me that we get into these marriages assuming that everything is going to be beautiful and like light all the time when in reality like you're each coming with your own different set of shit you know and like it's gonna it's gonna come up it's gonna bubble because there are silent little buttons that we all have that the other one doesn't even know is pushing yes right and so that's where like it's so important because now in therapy i'm realizing this there have there are so many subconscious things that i do or unconscious things that or that i say that i don't even realize how they're coming off mm-hmm. i'm like holy shit like yeah. this is but and then and then also too as a parent realizing like the most human thing you can do as a parent is to tell your child that you're sorry. Like that is the biggest thing. I think if I can look at back and think about my traumas just with my parents, if I could have heard an I'm sorry in one instance from my dad and one instance from my mom, I would be an entirely different person. Right. Yeah. And so as a mom, for me, I'm walking through parenthood with the intention of being able to call myself out on my shit and let my kids know that wasn't right. I'm sorry, because that made a huge impact in my life. Yeah. And I think too, like 
stopping and thinking about the situation and then having the conversation goes so much better than reacting. Oh, yeah. Like there's a, like just a few days ago, we were leaving school and Allie and I were having a conversation and she said something to me and I didn't respond. And then she kind of looked at me and I was like, OK, well, we're going to have a conversation about this later. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're just going to talk about it later. And then I thought about it and I was like, so many times in the past, I would have just reacted or like yeah. said something that mm-hmm. maybe in hindsight, be like, oh, that was more like damaging to her than actually getting a point across. Yeah. And being able to just like stop and not react and and think out your conversation or what you need to say to make sure that you're saying what you need to say and you're being a good parent, but you're not in turn like saying something that's damaging or um, traumatizing or just like put it like something that's going to like make them feel worse and not really help them is so, so big. But I think we're just learning that as we go. Yeah. And then also realizing, like I've always told Alexia, you know, in trying to avoid what my parents did, I'm going to create a whole nother Trauma. Trauma. Not even. Unfortunately, but it's just indirectly. I'm not. And it's just the way it's always going to be. Every child is always going to feel like they didn't get enough of this or got too much of this or got this and you were overprotective or you were underprotected. Like there's. But the reality is, as long as you're consciously Mm -hmm. trying that you're still going to avoid so many of these issues. And that's the thing. Like when I went to therapy earlier this year. That's what I got out of it was you can be upset with your parents because of how they raised you. Like certain circumstances, you'd be like, well, how could they do that? Like I would never do that to my kid. But they're also just a product of how they were raised. And it's just going to keep trickling down. There's no way to just eliminate every single bad choice or reaction. So the best you can do is to, yeah, be conscious and know that, you're not always going to make the right decision or the right choice or say the right thing, but as long as you're constantly (laughs) trying to just be aware and mindful of what you're saying, how it's coming across and then tweaking it and changing it if you need to in the next time. Yeah. That's the best you can do. And how did we get here? (laughs) This is, this is what it is. I know. You know, this is what we're talking about. This is why we started this space because we, sometimes needed to bounce things off of each other too. Cause I feel like I get so disheartened with life sometimes mm-hmm. that it's so good to have somebody that I can just kind of like be real with. And it's like a pull back into reality. Like sometimes yeah. you can get so wrapped up in your own feelings yeah. and then you start feeling like sorry for yourself or yeah. um, just like, all these for feelings sure. that aren't true and you're just for sure. And then and that's for someone to come in and be like, no, like this and this. And you're like, Oh yeah. Like I was on a spiral and I needed someone to kind of bring me back down. So yeah, but let's, let's also, let's share some of the light things in our lives. What do we like? I don't know. For me, I feel like as long as my body is in motion, I feel alive. So I love to dance. Yes, you do. <laughs> and <laughs> what's that look for? I was for? just remembering dancing with two ice cream cones. <laughs> dancing with two ice cream no, cones. No, we were dancing on the sidewalk. Oh yeah, on too. the side of the street. Yeah, having a little twerk lesson. Uh yeah, I don't. 
I don't know how to twerk. My body doesn't do that. <laughs> Have you seen that TikTok that was, that's like, it shows people twerking. It's like Latinas don't twerk, but we got the hip roll. <laughs> we got it down. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's so funny. I love to dance. I love to do yoga. I love to work out. I love to run. And I love to cook. Yes, that's that's what we have in common. Yes, I know. <laughs> the other three things, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I, love to <laughs> I don't want to run. But you do like yoga. You just think you don't like it. I like you do it. yoga to trap music. <laughs> that's <laughs> that what I've learned. A, that was such a fun experience. <laughs> I know, I've been itching for it again. Yeah, so... I don't know. I think life. Yeah. I also think it's interesting because I feel like I've seen a lot of people who are like, how do you like find friends when you're in your thirties or even late twenties and you have kids and you have a husband and you have a job and all these things going on? Like, how do you find people that you just click with? And I feel like our biggest lesson was you don't like, don't go find people that are just like you. Yeah. We're so different. We are. We are. (laughs) But it, like it works it meshes perfectly yeah so and I feel like I'm guilty of that too like finding people who I have things in common with but then it gets boring right like you gotta find too much like me just find a person you gotta keep keep it interesting (laughs) if it's different right yeah that's for sure yeah I feel like there are so many different layers to our friendship so many. I feel, and it's so weird. I really do feel like I've known you before. I know it's. You know, like, like haven't you ever met people before that you just felt like there was a connection or yeah, a, yeah, and like so from somewhere else, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like just my mom. She swears that my sister's cat <laughs> is her grandma. I know, but you know what? And it sounds so funny to say, but like, but how do you know it isn't? Yeah, exactly. How do you know what is it? Like, I, I don't know. I think I think where I am now, too, is, like, as I'm super curious. And I'm also, like, letting myself think very abstractly, which could come off as crazy. Mm-hmm. But also, what's the worst that can happen? Who I just cares? think this crazy thought. Everyone's crazy. Right? Yeah. I'm just talking about it. So, you know, it's just, like, one of those things where I'm just – I'm exploring – all the possibilities of what is out there. And if it really scares people so much to think that there are past lives and you do experience different planes and dimensions, why? Yeah, why is, why is scary? that scary? Well, I, I don't know. I don't get why it's scary. It's cool to I think, think it's that super you, cool. Especially if you could really tap into it. It's like yeah. you could be just like such a much You want to know person. something super trippy that happened to me yesterday? Yeah. I'm okay. scared. <laughs> no, it was it scared me. I was fucking tripping out. Okay. So mind you, I, yeah, I was not tripping out. I was driving with my kids. Okay. Coming home from that birthday party. Okay. Okay. Brought home Malaya's friend cause they live closer by. So I gave her a ride and I'm bumping music because Malaya wants to listen to red hot chili peppers on full blast. So we're <laughs> blasting it. Right. And the windows are down and I heard her friend's little voice say, Malay, can you pass me my bag? Right? Yeah. So I turned it down, but I wasn't sure if that's what she said. So I turned the music down and I said, Kira, what'd you say? She goes, huh? And I'm like, what did you say? She goes, I didn't say anything. Two seconds later, she goes, Malay, can you pass me my bag? (gasps) Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
Are you sure she didn't say anything or she just didn't want to repeat herself? No, she she would repeat herself. She goes, I, I didn't say anything. She goes, I was thinking it. Right. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? That's wild. And I was like, Kira, are you sure you didn't say something? She's like, no, I didn't say it. And so that's I was like, crazy. I was like, oh, that's what I heard you say. That's why I turned the music down. And she was like, you're just. It was just like, it was so weird. I was like, okay, music back up. Here's your bag. <laughs> but what, isn't that a trip? That's wild. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Oh my but God. But I heard her little voice. Like she yeah. has a very distinct, yeah. cute voice. Yeah. So I, I'm still tripping out about it. I don't know. That's crazy. I know. Oh my gosh. It, well, maybe it was just like ESP. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's I don't know. Insane. <laughs> I was just thinking about the white owl. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, from the when we were at the pool. Just the other day. I mean, you said you saw it. Oh, yeah. It flew back over the again. pool again. Yeah. Yeah. It, it likes to book. bless. Oh, okay. So I don't know if there's before, an owl in here, but. When was the first time that we saw the white owl? Oh, my God. It was a long time ago. It was like one of the first times that we hung out. Well, maybe not the first times we hung out, but we went to the hot tub, just you and I. It was like the first time we just like went and had, because we needed, I needed, yeah. You know the feeling. I remember that, yeah. Um, And a white owl flew by. It flew over us. And the other day it did too. That's so wild. So I wanted to So what is the animal? So, oh, there um, okay. Okay. Oh, my is a specific owl or a white owl? What book is this? Okay, she's, she's got this really pretty book. Power. It's 100 Animals to Energize Your Life and Awaken Your Soul. And it's like illustrations of all these animals. Okay. Oh, so and pretty. And it tells you like what so they mean in your life. So like mm-hmm. if you repeatedly keep seeing an animal or it keeps like being, it, uh-huh. it keeps being in your mind. But also... It tells you, like, when to work with the animals. Like, if you need something. Okay, Okay. so the owl is representative of seeing in the dark, psychic awareness, (laughs) reincarnation, truth beyond, delusion, deep learning, observation, forewarning or prophecy, and hidden knowledge. Oh, shit. Okay, so it says, when you need to see through deceptions... (laughs) When you want to see beyond people's masks, when you're ready to face illusions and shadows, when you want to awaken your seer abilities, when you're experiencing a death and rebirth, when you want to do shadow work, when you want Mm -hmm. to awaken esoteric wisdom. Well, that's definitely right on my path right now. I feel like I've been doing a lot of shadow work lately. Yeah, it says, let's see. I remind you that though facing the dark truths and fears you've avoided can be overwhelming, the miracles that come from this work are worth it. Mm-hmm. Work with me to make a commitment to seeing truth in all the things I awake psychic, esoteric, and spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. When I reveal myself, your mystical abilities are coming alive. Shit, that is a trip. That's wild. I'm appearing because your observations and psychic sites are operating at a higher level. Seeing the shadows may at first feel scary, but it's the transcendent place that you enter into miraculous living. 
You may be entering a time of deep wisdom, learning, and increased awareness. As you move through this process, the key is to trust yourself to handle the revelations and trust that this experience is serving the highest, greatest earthly good. If you are experiencing a time where a part of you is dying off, a way of seeing things, Mm. an attachment, a dream, know that a rebirth and new liberation is imminent. Call upon me to help guide you through this seemingly treacherous terrain. So the first time, now I'm remembering, the first time we saw the owl, we were sitting there talking about having psychic abilities. Yes. (laughs) I'm... I'm tripping out right now, That's you guys. Wild. Am I? That I is. Did, I have. I did not open that book or look at the owl or read anything about it before just now. Like I haven't even looked at that book. That is a trip. I bought it and put it on my desk, and I, I think I read the first two pages one day about like what the book's about, but I haven't looked that at any of the animals. Spot on. Yeah, because the conversation we were having the other night mm-hmm. was very much. A truth-seeking conversation. It was. So that's crazy. Wow. I don't even know. Uh, for once, I'm at a loss for words. No. That is. Yeah, but you know what? It's right in line. And I think, like, I've been going through another dark period. And it just, like, I have been seeking truths in all way, like, in all aspects of my life. I've been going really deep into my childhood Um, you know, going back to therapy, I've been meditating regularly again and, um, it's just kind of a crazy thing how much better I feel when I meditate regularly, but also how much more aware of things I am. Like just, I feel so present and I can't even explain it. Like driving, all I can look at is the clouds. Like, why are the clouds so <laughs> it's been like mesmerizing maybe for me twice this week that you've been like, go look, oh, at, the look clouds. at the clouds <laughs> or like we're sitting there and you're like, look at that cloud. Yes. Yeah. And so like, I feel like it's, there's something in me that is really appreciating. So the only other time I've had this kind of feeling for nature is when I've been on mushrooms. Okay. So, mm-hmm. But I think in general, you are appreciative of nature. Maybe not to this extent. It's like heightened at the moment. But there are some people that could give two shits about the sun setting. And like we are the type of people that are like. I know. But stand in the street and stare at the pink sky. Right. But what I feel like because I have experienced appreciating and feeling so connected to nature while in a different state Mm -hmm. in my mind. Now I know what it can feel like. Yeah. So I feel like I'm feeling that now without without any, any yeah. kind of substance. Yeah. And like even this morning, I don't know what it was. I meditated first thing and um, like an hour after, I felt like the same feeling in my eyes from when your pupils dilate mm-hmm. when you're on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I had that same feeling. And you could just do that on your own without the help of... Yeah, I didn't... I. I haven't been doing anything, you know? So it's just like, it's really cool to me that just a regular meditation practice can just elevate me in my mind and in my body. So when you meditate, what do you do? Well, this, well, I've been like tweaking out on Joe Dispenza. So I was listening to his morning meditation and there's something about it. I don't know. I need to find out why he chooses the words he does because everything is, in space so it's like 
how oh. does so right but, I but like that like in up in space no oh, okay in, it, <laughs> like in space in right so he goes so what he talks like the morning one is um like how does the space feel between your ears oh in space oh how does the space at the center of your throat feel in space. So before you know it, you're going really deep into how you feel in the, in your own body. And then it goes into like a, an outer projection, almost like it's like you, you feel like this expansion, right? Mm-hmm. I know it just everything sounds is separated. Everything is yeah. separated. Everything is nothing and no one. And like, <laughs> it's just bizarre. Yeah. And th- this morning I had something really weird happen. And it's like, I almost like, like my head fell back. I was going to say, like it I, makes me feel like, like, do you feel like jello after? Yeah. Like you're just kind yeah, of Yeah, I apart. felt like I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And now it makes sense to me why, especially with breath work, it's important to like, make sure you're sitting in a safe place. Cause you don't want to ever fall over. Like, cause you're breathing you're just, consciously. You're just not the, like, I feel like my body left me for a little <laughs> bit, you know? And it just, but it was like, oh, like my head rolled back. And then I was like, okay, like, did I fall asleep? What, <laughs> what it, happened? Yeah, what happened? Yeah. But I was totally awake. I was totally aware. How long are his meditations? Um, They're all different. But the one I did this morning, I think it was like 34 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He doesn't have, I think the shortest one I have found so far is like maybe 15 minutes. So do you ever just sit and meditate with nothing? With nothing, yes. That's, like when I, you that, see me out on that's the grass like, lawn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's what I feel like when people think of meditating. They think of like sitting there and doing nothing. And yeah, I that's do, really that's a very hard. That's like the. Yeah. You don't start there. No. No. You yeah. definitely don't. So. Yeah. But I meditate. They should go find guided meditation. Yeah. That's how definitely how I started in general. I use insight timer mm-hmm. and you can kind oh, yeah, of set just, your. Yeah. You set your minutes if you just want to do five minutes or uh, whatever. Like even there, there are one minute ones. Like yeah. It doesn't take much, but if you just need a little bit of structure to help you, because it is really hard to just sit and close your eyes, especially for me that I'm always like everywhere else. Yeah, but then um, you don't end up meditating. You end up ruminating on right, all your Right, exactly. Thoughts. You wake, and that's why I'm like, that's why I love listening to him right now because I feel like ever since I started listening to him, I'm not waking up having the same repetitive thoughts on my trauma, my past, my, how I felt yesterday, all these things. I'm like, I'm here. I'm right now. Yeah. And I get to look at my day with a complete new set of eyes forward, not yeah. Yeah. And it, and I do feel like it has made a difference even in, I mean, will text me this morning. He's like, thank you for being present and, um, something else. And I'm like, Oh, like, you know, like you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on doing my thing. But you know, like I, I'm not even noticing it. But I do feel like it has made a big difference. I've yeah. been doing his meditations. I think for at least a month now. Yeah, a, a, at least a month. And the days I work, it's a little bit harder because I gotta wake up so early and I don't have the time. But yeah, and don't I do still, it while you drive. But you know what I do? He has just talks that he has on YouTube, or like or interviews. Uh, with a bunch of different podcasts. So while I'm making my protein shake and getting ready for work, I'm still listening to him and his, his whole thing of like, you're rewiring your brain and you have to figure out how you want to fire and wire, Yeah, you know? And so it's just like, it's just, it's just good to be aware. Yeah. But I'm tripping out on the owl thing. Yeah. That's Yeah. Interesting. I, I'll have to have you look up a roadrunner. I see roadrunners very often. 
Really? So often. <gasps> oh, let's look. Yeah, because – and it's so weird because they're not even, like, where do they live? I don't think I've ever seen a roadrunner. You've never I seen I don't them? think I'd know what a roadrunner looks I've, like. I see them on my runs. Here? Yes, here. Oh, I saw one. Here. I saw one randomly in the my work parking lot, like, in the middle of a city – what? Oh, okay. Roadrunner is spiritual protection, mental power, and agility, speed, transforming energy, and getting unstuck. Mm. When you want to stop procrastinating, when you want to change the energy within you or a room, when you want to make quick decisions with clarity, when you want mental strength, when you need to trust your gut, when you feel overwhelmed. Hmm. It's medicine can change the energy of a space or room quickly. If you want to shift stagnant energy or you feel stuck in an emotion, call on me to create transformation. Mm. I'm a master of thinking quickly on my feet, especially in the midst of change. I share with you the wise ways of making necessary pivots in life with divine precision. I remind you of the importance of stability and balance as Mm. you are moving toward a goal. Imbalance can cause burnout, leaving you feeling unfulfilled. Remember you tend to, Remember to tend to your mind, body, and soul as you work toward achieving your dream. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Well, um, that's, that's a fun book. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's called Animal Power, you guys. Yeah. It's so pretty, too. It's very pretty. It's, it's, like, like, a, it's like a beautiful coffee table book. If yeah. I could have a coffee table that could have nice that's books on it. That's what I was thinking. If I could have a coffee table with nice books on it, that would be on I it for sure. It. And there's so many animals. Like, there's a hundred. It's so pretty. Yeah, wow. That's, you know, and that's where I just say life is taking me in, in different directions and I'm going in words a lot. And that also can feel really lonely. Um, it can feel lonely, but it's also very comfortable. And I don't know if that scares me more that I'm okay with being alone. Yeah, you it know? scares me. <laughs> does it yeah yeah not alone but you know like i'm like home like yeah i'm okay mm-hmm. but then there are times where i'm like okay i gotta go people i, I need the people and then i go to work for three days and i'm like i'm done peopling <laughs> you know like it's just a lot so, yeah i don't think i need to people often <laughs> no maybe i need to people more <laughs> I don't know. It's just so exhausting. I think you're enough people for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like three people for you. Oh, yeah. You'd think I was a Gemini. <laughs> I know. It's so interesting that our signs are the same too. I know. But I think isn't – aren't Leos like the only sign that get along with Leos uh-huh. yeah. the best? Uh-huh. Remember that bartender I was telling you about? The guy that was moving away? He was a Leo. And I was like, I knew it. I don't feel like a Leo, though. You don't? No, but my other signs are Pisces. Pisces rising and and Pisces. What is it? Moon. Moon and rising. But I I feel like Pisces. I told you, I don't have a memory for, like, any new information. I don't really I, remember it either. But I but can remember all I my read, clients' lives. When I read a Leo description, I'm like, not really me. Oh, no, I feel But like, I think in the very core of me, it is. But I 
really try not to be supportive <laughs> of me. So you're fighting who you are? Yeah. Wow, girlfriend. And I mask myself as a Pisces. Mm. Why Pisces? I'll admit to that. Malia, it's my moon and rising side. Hmm. It, it just feels more me or who I want to be, who I'm right. trying to be. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so... that's us yeah (laughs) what a reintroduction i don't know if it was more of more or less of a hot mess than the first one but (laughs) here we are again it's different for sure i think you got actually you know what it's i think it's even a reintroduction for ourselves because we have changed we've gone through a lot since the first episode we recorded and um, i know it's kind of crazy to think like we'd only been friends for a few months when we started this yeah I know we've been like in <laughs> I say this all the time, but like we just keep unlocking new levels. Yes. So we many, do. so many new levels. Yes, we do. So <sighs> that's what us for the questions. Week. Uh, yeah. What I'm like, what questions do people have? Probably too many. Like who's your psychiatrist? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to talk about the Adam Levine thing real quick. Okay. I don't know anything because I don't watch the news and I live under a rock, but one of my clients told me briefly that he is in hot shit. So what happened? So some girl, she's like a OnlyFans model, Instagram model. She came out and released screenshots of tech or DMs that he was sending her. And this was like, how not ago? recent like okay. i think probably within the last year okay but not like immediately now um okay what was her motivation for releasing them now what is she, she scorned sa- woman no so what she says is that she shared the screenshots of the dms with a close friend who she thought she could trust and they threatened to sell the screenshots <gasps> to tmz so she was like i'm just going to come out with it which why would TMZ turn it down? You know, like according to her, she said like they tried to sell them and they weren't bought. So it was weird. It's fishy. Yeah. So he says, okay. So he these are the D, the screenshots she sent. He mm-hmm. said it's truly unreal how fucking hot you are. Like it blows my mind. And then at one point he says, um. His wife is pregnant, Bihari, mm-hmm. and he said, if it's a boy, can I name it after <gasps> you? What? Yeah. Her, That's so weird. Her name is Sumner, and he's like, if we have a boy, I want to name it Sumner. Is that okay with you? Well, how do you explain that to your wife? Like, where did you pick up this random name? Isn't that wild? So then what's happening? So... She, like, came out and basically said that she feels, like, manipulated and taken advantage of, that he told her that his marriage was on the rocks and they were separated, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but so many people It's Adam are, like, fucking Levine. <laughs> like, what so many people you say. feel taken advantage of, and you're an OnlyFans? I'm sorry, but... You knew he was married. It's very public. She's yeah. a secret model. Right. Like, you knew... So, um, yeah, it's so interesting, but apparently more people are coming out with similar things, him talking to other, like just random 
And I was listening to this, uh, these people talk about it on a podcast, a husband and wife, and they were like, he must be just following like booty pics, hashtags on Instagram because yeah. he was like messaging random girls and like saying that they're. Is he okay? Like, what is making him do that? So I don't know. He came out and like made a statement denying that he cheated, uh-huh. but did say that he like crossed the line and being flirtatious. He said, uh, I used poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I didn't have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period of my life. In certain instances, it became inappropriate. I've addressed that and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. But to say uh, that's so like, okay, one of these messages, two more women came forward claiming that Levine had sent them flirty messages. One of the messages said, I shouldn't be talking to you. You know that, right? Okay. It's there's just, but like women have been coming out of the woodwork. Oh man. She's okay. So the main girl who this, like she started this, like, She was the first one to speak out. She said he manipulated her into a year-long relationship. At the time, I was young and naive and easily manipulated. I'm embarrassed I was involved with a man with this utter lack of remorse and respect. So it must have been a while ago she was saying she was young and naive. How old is she? I don't know, but 22-year-olds are young. Yeah. Was she 22, 23? She's probably about... She's probably about that. Yeah, he said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. Wow. So wild. (sighs) But it's just interesting because um, he's married to a freaking Victoria's Secret model. You know what? The client that told me, uh, she said... Even the most beautiful woman has a man that's tired of her. Yeah. That, and that's true. Yeah. Like, this is why this happens, right? That's why it's more about, like, doing the work together than looks or... Absolutely. ...your own achievements or anything else besides But then that's what's crazy, too, that with social media, that there's this, like, never-ending sea of people, Right that you could find attractive that you never would meet in normal life. Yeah. Right. And that's. So Levine's former yoga instructor claimed on September 20th. Oh, she came out with this on September 20th that he once told her via text. I want to spend the day naked with you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow. If he's going to sec, he's going to check into a sex rehab. Probably. Yeah, and claim that he has a sex addiction. Sex addiction. It's just wild. It just sounds... Like, you are a public figure, like a mm. household name. People, like, Wouldn't most you be people, more careful? Yeah. Instead of DMing people on Instagram? Because they can screenshot everything. Yeah. Clearly she did. Yeah, that's... It's so crazy to me. Well, you know what? It always comes out. People are <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So I also saw this article in our local news at a local bar, like Uh right down the street. This lady was there with a service dog, a little service dog Uh in a bag. And it was like a bar and grill. And this, these two ladies, 
were sitting like on the other side of the restaurant or the bar or whatever Mm -hmm. and saw the lady with her service dog and they were drunk and came up and were like petting the dog and then they wouldn't leave it alone and were getting like aggressive and then the lady tried to pull the dog out of the bag. What? And so the woman with the service dog asked her to stop and then it started a huge fight and they were like drunkenly aggressive and then her friend, the friend of the woman trying to pull the dog out of the bag, came up and choked the the lady with the service dog. Oh, fuck no. But I was like, like, how old are you that you are so drunk that you are being that, like, beyond assaulting someone, like, obnoxious Obnoxious. about a dog in a bar? Like, I've never seen such a cute dog that I can't (laughs) keep my hands off of it and try to take it out of a bag. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And now they're pictures from the security cams are all over social media i haven't like, seen this where how, do you find all this information oh i swear i live i do live under a rock yeah i get all the tea um you do it's just crazy though like just is that a peloton phone case no. no i just saw oh, it, yeah uh, what is the p it looks like a p for? it looks like the p for peloton oh, kind it's of loopy that's oh, so funny like sorry random um but I was like, you are a Peloton enthusiast. I know, they probably do make them. I should find one. Yeah, I don't know where it went, but it was crazy That's to insane. me. That's insane. So what ended up happening? Did the cops so come? So I guess they called the cops, but the ladies ran off before the cops got there. So that's why they, they drove off. That's why the two drunk them. ladies drove off. Probably. That's fantastic. Um, but that's the person insane. who posted it, because they're looking for the ladies, said that she's like, it was so sad because nobody helped them. Like, That's ridiculous. Everyone too. just sat there watching this whole thing go on, and nobody helped them. That's wrong. I I hate that part of the culture that we're in now is that people don't say something when something's happening and it's clearly wrong. Yeah. But also, people are so fucking scared now to say anything because you don't know you what don't... crazy person has a knife or a gun on them. Yeah, and you don't want to be sucked into the. Yeah. I know. I really ride that line of mind your fucking business and um, help somebody Helping. if there's a need. Yeah. It's what do you what what do you do? What's the right thing to do? It is hard to know. You know, it's like you, I tell my kids, like, don't do anything if that wasn't your place. But then I'm like, oh, why didn't you do anything? You know? Yeah. It's even like people who get stuck on the side of the road. Nobody ever stops because it's like eh, it's like 2022. Everyone's got a cell phone. Like they're yeah. fine. But what if someone really did need? your help like yeah but nobody stops i stop sometimes you do for not on for other people not on the freeway but like like if a car dies right before a gas station i'm like do you need help pushing the car (laughs) yeah i have i have done that um yeah interesting times people are less inclined to get involved in other people's that's true business stuff but you also just don't know and i think like that's one of the things too that i've been hearing is that there are so many like this whole rainbow candy fentanyl candy have you seen pictures of it yeah and um yesterday at the birthday party one of the moms was like i'm not letting my kids go trick-or-treating this year You know, because they're they're actually like packaging it they like look Smarties, like candy. Like some of them look like Smarties, and they're packaging it. So, like, what are you supposed to do? You know, and and then you hear of like women's cars getting tagged with like 
you know, uh, zip ties and stuff for like human trafficking. And then you hear the fentanyl lace tissue that you grab and it makes you pass out. And yeah, so like, there are so many things. I, like, what can you do? I saw this um, news report and it was some people took a drug or smoked weed. I don't know, but it was laced with fentanyl and they went into cardiac arrest. And so one of the people that was with them called 911, the EMS came, the paramedic was giving one of them, um, Compression. Chest compressions, and he just the smell of it and touching his body, he died Shut from fentanyl because it's that strong. Just from touching him and breathing in his breath, he died. Well, did you see in the local um, news? I saw it on Facebook on our local thing that they at Walmart they arrested four men in a, a stolen vehicle and in the vehicle they found methamphetamine fentanyl and ton of cash they arrested all of them i feel like they it, find that right down the fucking way yeah like this is coming it's everywhere what do we do yeah and it's like kids kids can't be kids anymore like no. it is like i mean not every high school kid does it but like Kid wants to go like smoke pot with their friends. They're gonna, yeah. Who knows? Right. You could literally just die if it has a, a sprinkle of fentanyl on it, because it's like point zero two milligrams or something is deadly. Wow. Like you can't even see it. It's not even. You wouldn't even know. So the people that take it recreationally, how do they take it then? I don't think people do. I think people do. Really? Then why is it so popular? Because it's killing people. So how how do people that are, like, selling it, isn't that the whole point of drugs to make a profit? No. That's nuts. I don't understand that. I don't think you can. I mean, they give it to you, like, in the hospital and stuff, but that's, like, they know how to, like, you need such a tiny amount of it. And I think that's the problem is that it's getting mass produced and sent here. And it's like you can't break it down enough for it to just be. Oh, it's so scary. I don't know. Where is the world going? I don't know now. Because, yeah, what is the point of it? Just to kill people? Right. I don't know. That's very. That's very. So what are you going to do? Are you going to do. Are you going to go trick or treating? I don't know. I haven't even thought about that. But that's. Yeah. <sighs> Something wild. to consider. Well, we did want to have a Halloween party, so maybe yeah, we just, just stay in and yeah, get all, yeah. get the kids all the candy here. Yeah. We I can just buy think, from a... I honestly think trick-or-treating is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like... It's always so dumb, exhausting. Like, I had so much fun doing it when I was a kid, but... I don't want a bucket of candy in my house. Like, what is the point I of do. just getting I want to take all up? the Snickers and Milky Ways out, and those are mine. Snickers and Milky Way? So Milky I can Way get, I can dark, get behind the Snickers, but Milky Way. The midnight ones oh, with the dark chocolate. See, I'm all over the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm, that ice cream? One. I don't remember Did what you... it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's chocolate ice cream. I kind of remember, but. With peanut butter, like thin. It's somehow it's like mixed in, but it hardens. So you yeah. get like that crunch. It's so good. Yeah, I from love Rite Aid, guys. Peanut butter Rite and chocolate together. It's this so good. Like, yeah, can't turn down a peanut butter chocolate so something. Good. Well, yeah, I don't know. So well, we wanted we to don't. have a Halloween party. Maybe we'll just stick with that and then dress yeah. up, have a yeah. maybe like open house Halloween yeah. party. That'd be fun. Then we don't have to worry about 
Power walking around the neighborhood. No, I won't. I won't make you do that again this year. <laughs> but why was I in such a rush to do that? Last because year? Alexi wanted to go to oh, a party. That's right. Yeah. That that ain't happening again either. <laughs> that little shit. Teenagers, I swear, teenagers are hard. Yeah, they are. They're all ugh. teens, tweens, toddlers. Yeah, teens, I was tweens, and say, toddlers. As as the hormones hit, but now even before that, even before that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, right. thank you for this, girlfriend, and um, thank you guys if you stuck in this episode that we kind of went all over the place. But that's really wild. But it always is. So it always is. And um, if you hear weird noises, <laughs> if you hear weird noises. I have my toddler hanging out here, and my dog that keeps walking around, click clacking his way through, <laughs> literally click clacking. Louis, it's our uh, outro music. Louis, sit, boy. He, he's like, I don't know what that means. He doesn't know what that means. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, we're we're recording in the same space we recorded last week, just because it's easier. Easier, but we're gonna have a lot of external noises noises because i have because i have a toddler yeah but if you keep sharing our podcast and we get really big then we could have a studio (laughs) yeah i don't know yes so anyway thank you guys for listening today um don't forget oh my god don't forget to follow us on instagram lifeslemonade.unfiltered share 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 and And come back again next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.